passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. You're listening to Orange and Blue Blood, hosted by EJ Stewart and Tommy Beer. Let's get to it, New York. Um, it's an important news in the NBA, so the NBA and the Players Union came to terms on a new collective bargaining agreement that includes some noteworthy changes to the league moving forward. A new deal is expected to be ratified this week. So one of the big additions includes uh, the inclusion of a NBA in-season tournament uh, that will be included into the regular season. So teams will still play 82 games. A team that plays a championship game will play 83, but that won't count towards the record. Um, the event will include pool play. That will then be followed by a single elimination eight-team tournament. The final four will be held in a neutral site. Right now, it sounds like Las Vegas will be the uh, leaders in the clubhouse as of right now in terms of where this final four will be played when it comes to the the, uh, in-season tournament. The winners uh, of the tournament, the coaches and the players, all each will get $500,000 as a reward for winning the uh, uh, tournament that's going to be included in the NBA regular season. So there's that. Um, there also will be some new restrictions for the teams that exceed the highest luxury tax threshold. So right now, that's the Clippers and the Warriors at this point. Uh, teams that blow past that new salary cap apron that's $17.5 million above the luxury tax line, uh, those teams will have a bunch of restrictions that include being unable to sign players in the buyout market, unable to use the taxpayers' uh, mid-level exception, can't attach cash to trades, can't trade draft picks that seven years and beyond um, and, and plenty of other things as well. Um, yeah, you can't take in more money than you're sending out. So some pretty sh- harsh restrictions for teams that hit that highest uh, luxury tax threshold. Um, there also be some new spending and trade opportunities for teams who aren't in that threshold. Both teams that even at the luxury tax, especially for teams that are below the salary cap and above the salary cap and not hitting the luxury tax uh, threshold. So um, bigger opportunities to, to change your roster um, if you don't hit those high-end thresholds. 
Um, in an effort to keep star players on their respective teams, franchises can now offer max extensions of, of 140% raises from your previous salary. So essentially that's a 20% increase. So players like Jalen Brown, players like Demonte Sponis, these guys could get more money to re-sign with their teams if they do so. Uh, and one of the other things I thought were important, um, you can now have two more max slot. You have more than two players on your team as super max guys, which Tommy talked about when it came to Cleveland, who will have to re-sign Evan Mobley coming up. And to uh, curb load management, players will now be required to play at least 65 games to be eligible for regular season awards like MVP and all NBA teams. So um, I think for a lot of people, we've talked about the importance of making the regular season matter. So I guess we'll start there, Tommy. Do you see the in-season tournament? Do you see the new requirement for the regular season awards? Do you see that at all helping improve the competitiveness of the regular season and curb load management? I, I'm not excited about the in-season tournament. I could be wrong. Um, you know, Adam Silver and company have done a, I wasn't sure about the playing tournament. It has been a huge success on so many different levels. Um, so I'm, I was wrong about that. Uh, maybe I'll be wrong about this as well. Um, it'll be fun. It'll be exciting. It'll be somewhat interesting. Um, but I don't think just having strictly money on the line is going to motivate players to, um, you know, to, to, in this day and age, um, you know, these millionaire athletes to, to, you know, to go crazy and, and put a lot of, um, you know, a lot at stake on these tournaments. Um, the other, but the thing I really do like is the, um, tying at least 65 games played to the, uh, the, the regular season awards. I think that'll go a yeah. long way in, in, in the load management because it's not so much load management for the, 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 the other guys on the roster. You know, it's, it's the, if you Giannis comes to your town once a year, you want to, you know, when the Bucks play, you want to see Giannis. If Philly comes to your, you know, your Western conference team, you want to see him be play. So it's, it's that type of stuff that I think will, it'll be less, less common. And that's a good thing for the game. Yeah. I, I like the, I definitely like the regular season award um requirements because to me that that's how it should have always been when we've seen guys i mentioned with all-star games guys don't play a lot of games and also find a way to make their way onto the all-star team so that with paul george uh this season and i think while i think it's important to note that a lot of the load management stuff comes from teams it's not necessarily yes. players coming around saying hey i need a day off a lot of times it's a team saying hey you're not going to play i do think it'll be a lot harder for teams to convince guys to sit when these guys are up for MVP, Defensive Player of the Year, making an all-NBA team. Uh, these are important notes. Uh, these are things that some of these guys, some of these, you know, awards impact these guys' money. Yep. Uh, and it kind of becomes an interesting deal with, like, kind of what we see in the NFL where meeting certain thresholds can mean certain bonuses and, you know, players getting upset because maybe, you know, they don't get the ball on the one-yard line when they need another touchdown to – uh, to, to hit a certain threshold. So that's going to make it a lot more interesting. There may be even more contention among certain teams. If we get close to a situation where guys will be ineligible to play or to, excuse me, to, to win a war because of load management. So I think that that's a good thing. I am, I like the in-season tournament. I do think that I wish it was something better on the line besides $500,000. I think that that's a, a lot of money. I think that teams get to the, once they get to the final four, like they're not going to want to lose. I think they will right. play relatively hard. But I wish it would have been something that made it an incentive, especially for the teams maybe who aren't that great or teams that aren't right. teams that are going to win championships to also like go for it because maybe you give them an extra lottery pick. But I thought like to me, the best thing would have been to like if you win the tournament, you get the like middle of the odds lottery as an added pick in the draft. And like to me, like now every every team is going to be into that. 
the teams that are the lower end teams, like they have a shot because it's not necessarily playing an 82 game schedule. You just have to play good for a couple of weeks. Like I think that that would have made it more interesting. Um, I also think maybe guaranteeing a playoff spot would have been interesting because maybe that would have turned the season upside down of a team that, you know, has been one of the worst teams in the league wins the tournament and now they have a playoff spot. And now there's one less spot, kind of what we see in March Madness with the bid stealers right. um, that happened in the conference tournament. So I thought there was some more creativity they could have had. I think that stuff will come. It's, they don't. I don't think they want to turn everything upside down so quickly. So that's why they start with money. But I think those other things will come eventually. But I'm, I'm cool with the, uh, the single season, you know, the in-season tournament. I'm interested to see how they're going to figure out the schedule to make it to where every team still plays 82. Um, that will be interesting to figure out. But I think that that's a cool addition. What did you think of uh, the stuff with the, the money and the taxpayers? I thought that that was actually one of the more interesting things because some of these teams like the Warriors and the – Clippers are gonna have to make like decisions like next year, like <laughs> like they're gonna have to cut salary almost immediately because some of these uh some of these restrictions are extremely harsh. It's gonna be very hard to build rosters if you hit that threshold. Yeah, I I I'm okay with it. I don't have a problem with it. I like kind of squeezing teams in the middle, um you know, increasing competition and and, and parity and and all that stuff. Um, as we know, obviously, um the the when KD went to the Warriors. Um, I don't want to say it ruined the NBA for two years. That's far too strong a word, but um, there really wasn't competition. Um, you know, it, it happened to coincide um, with the salary cap spike coming from the yeah. from the New Deal. Um, the other thing to mention um, in the new CBA is they're um, they're balancing, they're leveling that out, so it's not one specific, it's not one year where it's going to spike from one year to the next. Um, so that'll prevent kind of the um, that that you know that, that crazy year when we had Mozgov and, and Joakim Noah. Yeah, I would say it's prevent the Knicks from doing another. Joe Noah deal because that was that's something that still and me. or the Lakers giving 144 million to Mozgov and Luel Dang and, and, and <laughs> yeah craziness that followed. Um, the the one other thing I do want to mention uh, two things actually. Um, one I think you'll agree with the All NBA eliminating positions. I have a problem with. I don't um, like that. Yeah, I, it, it, it we for you know for the 75 year history of the league, we've been able. You know, the All NBA team has been an important measuring stick in terms of greatness and and, and Hall of Fame resume. That's no longer going to be the case. I, I assume you're you're on the same page as that. Yeah, I I don't like it because you know all, all these moves seem to go against centers, and I don't think that centers are not important in this league. And actually, they seem to be on kind of on a new renaissance. Quite frankly, I mean the two leading candidates for MVP the last two seasons are centers essentially. Right. And so like, I, I don't really get that. I, I think they should have kept it the way it was two guards, two front court players, forwards, and then make it a center. So I didn't really love that. I agree. Um, one of the other things I also thought was interesting that I'm, I saw this come across and I really thought it was an April fools. And I'm, I was always afraid to even talk about it still, but it, it is a thing that players not be able to invest in NBA and WNBA teams, you know, you know, they can also invest in gambling and cannabis companies. Cannabis companies I care nothing about. Um, the gambling is a little interesting. Uh, I'll hold reservations about whether or not that's a big deal yet. But the investing in teams thing seemed pretty crazy because, like, they I didn't see anything from Champ saying that it had to be your own team. Um, even if it is your own team, like, how does that impact free agency? Like, will guys be able to have the carrot of saying, hey, you know, you sign with my team, we'll give you, you know, 5% investment stake? Like, how does that work? Like that seemed crazy to me. Now I like the fact that NBA players can invest in WNBA teams. That seemed cool, but I, the the investing in NBA teams thing sounded very weird um, because they, there wasn't much details outside of that that they can do it. 
Uh, 100%. I need to see more on that. I, I agree. Um, that was odd. I'm not sure how, you know, because, you know, there's a lot, there have a lot of rules in place now. So teams and players can't collude to circumnavigate the, the salary cap. You know, in other words, you can't, you know, sign Kevin Durant to a minimum salary contract and then give him 25% of your franchise. Um, so you can sign 10 guys to, you know, 10 other guys to, to, uh, to value exceeding their contract. So there's a lot, I'm not sure how they're going to work that out. Um, I guess we'll just have to wait for further details. Um, and the, the, the gambling stuff, I think there's going to be, uh, they've gone from, you know, pretending gambling doesn't exist to now they're completely in bed with the gambling companies. Every other commercial on MSG is, is FanDuel. Um, yeah. You know, they're, they're on the floor, on the, you know, on the uniforms, uh, you know, the arena names. Uh, it's It's gone to the other extreme now. There's, I think there's going to be a swing back to the middle because some players going to get caught up in the Calvin Ridley situation where they're, you know, innocuously betting on games, but, you know, are betting on their own teams. You really, really got to be careful. Um, because, you know, and, and the reason teams and, and the reason owners took, you know, the, the Calvin Ridley suspension was so strenuous was because the one thing you can't have is fans questioning the integrity of the outcome of a game. Yeah. Um, once you once that comes into question and even if it comes into question a little bit, um, really, really impacts um, fans getting invested. Um, uh, the one other thing I'll say about the CBA stuff, and I think the most the, the most important and to kind of wrap up the conversation from the previous segment um, is the uh, the increase in the uh, the franchises offering an extension of 140 percent of the players current salary. Yeah. I think that's going to be enormous in the how the Knicks construct this roster going forward. Um, first and foremost, Josh Hart. Does that now enable the Knicks to sign him to a four year, three year something extension? this offseason um, instead of him opting out and then hoping that you re-sign him via a, un, as when he becomes an unrestricted free agent. Um, even though the best laid plans, Hart loves New York, New York loves Hart. Um, right. You know, I'm, don't worry, I'm going to opt out because I, my agents are telling me that's what I have to do, but I'm going to come back here. And then, you know, Portland offers him, you know, $70 million. The Knicks can only offer him 40. There's just a lot of stuff that can get in there you, you want to try to avoid, but not only Hart, um, uh, Jalen Brunson. Jalen Brunson has a player option on the final season of his current contract. He yeah. will obviously, of course, you know, opt out unless he's willing to sign the Knicks, you know, sign him to the max that they can offer via an extension, which would have been far too less, you know, six days ago. Now with the, that 140%, maybe that's enough to talk him into with an increasing salary cap. Another reason why I'd want to opt out, um, but maybe that's enough to convince him um, because clearly he's benefited from the New York situation. New York has benefited from his presence. They'd like to stay together as, his, his coaches, uh, his father's on the coaching staff. Um, maybe that's enough um, to kind of reduce the the, the, the the incentive to to hit unrestricted free agency. So um, those are things that um, you know kind of were bylines and little small bullet points, but could have a huge impact on on two very important players on the Yeah, that's gonna be a, a very important thing to follow and how that impacts the negotiations of their own players.